expectations. Well, I hope for the sake of the show that that came through uh, better than it than it played for me on my end because that was it was kind of it was kind of skipping it was kind of skipping that, on was, this uh, end. that uh, was a little choppy so uh, and apologies if uh, if it didn't come through great we're gonna go ahead and blame Philly for that <clears> one so <laughs> uh, we can we can do that we can do that so Keith it's just the two of us. Yeah, a little upset. Just, big, big upset that we don't have the Filster with us, but Filster's got to be a dad, so you know we get it. Yeah, well, I don't know if I get it, but um, I understand. Yeah, I understand. I don't condone. You know, yeah, I'm all, I'm all about neglecting like, your children. So like he had, a, he, had <laughs> he made, a, he made a choice to have kids. You know, so yeah, right, 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 like, for sure, for sure. Like, who's more important, like the boys or? <laughs> <laughs> the fellas or uh, those those aren't, creatures you made aren't they like old enough to take care of themselves like don't yeah they... i mean mccray's what nine now eight nine by the time i was nine years old my dad was leaving me at home over the summers yeah, so... I, was, I had a job i was working <laughs> just working Man, they changed the in, you grew up in germany i'm pretty sure that child labor is legal over there it's not, not <laughs> legal say, around here i'm pretty sure they just changed all i mean child labor laws are changing so uh, we probably need to talk to philly about that see what he can do for us <laughs> <laughs> they gotta start carrying their weight yeah. <laughs> oh uh, man and uh you wouldn't you wouldn't know by listening to this cold open but uh we are actually not a podcast about child labor laws. We are, we are the Friends and Low Expectations podcast. Uh, I'm your, I'm your hostess with the mostest. Uh, I'm the commish, and I, I have a soundbite for myself. And uh, you, know, I know, actually, I know, actually, Keith, I know exactly what happened. I played the wrong intro. That's what happened. Oh. I played I played the video intro, and there's an audio only intro, and that's the one Philly wants me to play. But again, mm. I'm the commish. Uh, and this is my intro. <laughs> Season seven of uh, Rick and Morty came out uh, on this yesterday. I want to say so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm joined. Uh, Joined by my co-host Keith. Vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. That's the short one. So I'm just. This is what happens when we don't have our super producer. Yeah, I definitely blame Philly. It's this is 100 percent his fault. And we, you know, we're probably not gonna we're probably not gonna make time on the two minute drill, and, and that's this gonna is be Philly's fault the... too. You know, just throwing off the whole whole aura of the show, man. We are we are unwell here at uh, <laughs> at file, but we will persevere. Um, we're survivors, you and I. We're fighters. <laughs> yeah, the, the song "Survivor." What is it? "Survivor" by Reba McIntyre. I'm pretty sure that's written about us. <laughs> it's like 15 years before we even met, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not my fault Reba could see the future. Yo, Reba drops bangers, bro. Morgan and I yeah. talk about Reba all the time. I have a soft spot in my heart for Reba. Did you ever do the uh, the 
the video of, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Reba McIntyre song where it's like when I do one chore around the house and it's... The, <laughs> <laughs> the guy like swings around. He's dressed like Reba. Yep. Mm. I'm sure that's, that's, uh, that's exactly how I uh, how I react <laughs> whenever like Morgan asks me to do like the smallest chore around the house and I actually do it. Um, you know, I'm like, uh, okay, well, where's my parade now? I've, <laughs> I've carried my weight. <laughs> I did the bare minimum. I feel like yeah. I should be rewarded. She asked me to uh, vacuum the staircase one time because we have carpet on our stairs, but we have hardwood everywhere else. And I was like, I'll do it, but you owe me something <laughs> in return. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Well, you know, you ready to dive into, dive into the two minute drill? You bet, man. You bet. I can, you, you want me bet. to try and play the two-minute music? I can. I don't know if it's going to go well, but I can. Um, you know, let's give it a try. See how it goes. Um, worst case scenario, it doesn't work, and you know, we'll just keep doing the two-minute drill without it. But best try. case scenario, it does work. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna it's gonna work. I just don't know how loud it's gonna be. So well, maybe do a test run real quick. <laughs> let's, let's figure that out. <laughs> That's a good volume. I feel good about that. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I mean, you could probably turn it up just a smidgen, but other than that, yeah. I think, I think that's good, and I'm ready to get started whenever you are, my friend. All right. Kick us off. Count us down. I'll start it. All righty. We're getting going in three, two, and Death Taxes Kickers versus Crafts Personal Masseuse. Our game of the week features two teams heading in opposite direction as DTK searches for their first win, and KPM looks to stay in the thick of the playoff race. DTK gets solid days from Stevenson, Kelsey, and Tucker, but sees the rest of their roster underperform. Meanwhile, KPM sees all but two starters hit double figures, highlighted by five starters beating projections. KPM tops DTK 125-115. The Fighting Houseplants versus Dangerous Knights crew. Dangerous Knights crew took an early commanding lead in this one, thanks to Mahomes and a huge game from Butker. However, Dangerous Knights got little else from their starters as all but Taylor failed to meet projections. House plants keep rolling as all but three starters reach double figures, highlighted by another big game from Mostert and Cup, st- staying hot coming off the IR. The house plants get the win, one thirty-four to one ten. Angus sloppy steaks versus former pieces of shit. The Who's your daddy game of the week featured a surging sloppy steaks. Uh... Winning their third straight and a reeling pieces of shit losing their third straight. The pieces of shit got their usual from Tyreek Hill, but saw the rest of their roster mostly disappoint as five starters fail to break double figures. Sloppy Stakes stays hot, highlighted by 20-point games from Williams, Etienne, Thielen, and St. Brown. Sloppy Stakes rolls 150-111. Ridley's Casino Bar and Grill versus Dan Flash's Superstore. Looking to keep up their winning ways, Ridley's Casino got solid games from Herbert, Olave, and Pollard. While the Raiders' D also gave them double figures, but the injury to CMC proved costly. Still, it wasn't enough as Dan Flashes surpassed their win total from last year, thanks to six starters reaching double figures and beating projections. Dan Flashes gets by Ridley's Casino, 128-109. to Kentucky Fried Jolo versus my beautiful Dak Twisted Fantasy. The lowest scoring matchup of the week's featured two teams fighting for the top spot in the league. DTF got a huge boost on Thursday night. Um, to open the match with Pacheco and the Chiefs defense giving them an early lead, and Keenan Allen and C.D. Lamb closing out the win with solid outings on Monday night. KFC didn't get much from their starters outside of Diggs as five starters stalled in the st- in single digits. DTF inches past KFC, 110-77. We are at 204, so we're yeah. getting better. You know, we're, we're improving. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh... Still taking another loss here, man. <laughs> 
Just like our teams. Oh, like my team. Your team is. I was going to say, speak for yeah. yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tough, tough week. I'm, tough I'm, week. I'm feeling good right now. You know, my my fantasy team is looking pretty nice. Uh, taking over the top spot in the league. Uh, myself, Mo, and Barl all tied at four and two, but I've got a pretty solid lead in points four there. So, yeah, you know, it's a weird place for you, huh? I mean, it's it's nice. It's nice to uh, be in the top spot after two seasons in the in the toilet bowl. So you know, well, it's a long season. So, uh. I was talking to Carl about it though. Um, this week is my buy Mageddon. Like most mm-hmm. of my most of my guys are on buy this week, and then Justin Fields is probably going to be hurt. So, I think if I can survive this week, um, don't know how I feel about my matchup with with Joe Joe team looking pretty decent right now despite um despite no justin jefferson but we'll we'll see i think if i can make it past this week um i'm feeling pretty good heading into the rest of the season with most of my bye weeks already behind me now so it'll be interesting to see i mean you've got you've got some solid you're gonna have to drop a player for a quarterback so if i had to guess the chief's defense is probably going on the waiver wire and uh let's see if i'm keith um, you're probably looking at Matt Stafford, maybe Sam Howell. <clears throat> I don't Definitely know if looking I like... at Matt Stafford. Already got the waiver claim in. We'll see yeah. if uh, we'll see if that hits. But you have a backup um, claim in. Um, I do. I do have a backup claim in. Probably going to be letting. Probably going to be letting Hunter Henry go. But we'll see. Well, you I don't have do... backup claim at quarterback. No. Oh, okay, that was going to be. I mean, I was going to say typically when I do that, I'll put you know two claims for the same person. And if I put him, like, you know, Matt Stafford one, and then I'd put, like, Sam Howell two on it. And if I don't get the first one, I'll get the second one, you know? Yeah, I'm not too worried about a quarterback. I don't think most, I don't think many people are very quarterback needy this week. So, yeah, I don't, not, not all too worried about it. We'll see what happens, though. But having the 10th waiver spot, not ideal. No, no. I'll say Joe might, depending on if, uh, if whatever happens with T Law, I think he's, well, are they playing Thursday? Oh, they're playing Thursday, so that's a tricky one. I don't think he's going to be a no-go, but it's possible. It's all very possible. But um, that, that's kind of a nice segue into our into our waiver conversation for this week. What do you What are you thinking? I mean, it's uh, the waiver wire starting to get slim pickings. Um, what do you What are you seeing? Yeah, it's definitely not ideal this week, and we're getting to that point in the season where pretty much everyone that's worth having is is on a roster right now. But uh, I'm keeping a close eye on the San Francisco running back situation. Um, Christian McCaffrey picked up a little bit of a knock in that game, ended up not finishing. Um, I think it was diagnosed as like an oblique strain, which – um, doesn't typically keep people out very long, but um, his status for Monday night against the Vikings is up in the air. So with that in mind, I'm looking at um, Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell. I don't really know um, right now which one would be kind of the, the favored look there. Um, both of them saw some time um, in this past game. Um, Elijah Mitchell played 11% of the snaps, got two carries, minus three yards where Jordan Mason um, played 25% of the snaps and got five, cut, uh, five, cut, five touches, excuse me, but did find the end zone. So 
kind of, like I said, kind of up in the air on who might get the look there. I'd have to believe Elijah Mitchell would probably be the favorite um, given his status, his longer standing with the team, but who knows? Um, either way, I fully expect Carl to be keeping his eye on this, um, given that he is a CMC owner. Um, either way, I think if CMC doesn't go, these could be really good streaming options for somebody for one week to get you through um, with the bye weeks impacting folks across the board. So those are the two I'm keeping my eyes on. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think the the running back situation in a, in in the Bay Area is something to keep an eye on. They're saying that uh, it's going to be pain management for um, for CMC, and it's uh, the the hard part is it's a Monday night game, right? So uh, yeah. if you if you don't have a backup there, and you know, kind of like you last week with uh, with Aaron Jones, right? If, if if Aaron Jones doesn't play last minute, and you don't have a, someone to drop in in that in that in that area, then uh, things could be things could be tricky. So it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting situation. And it's one of those ones where it's like, do you risk it, you know, playing him and then him not playing or being injured and coming out. So it's quite the conundrum for, for Carl to be, uh, to be going yeah. through this week. The yeah, one, this I'm is thinking... definitely one where I certainly wouldn't be surprised if only Carl, um, is keeping their eyes on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, given that, you know, he's got, yeah. he's got CMC well, and there's there's already been reports that he's going to have a chance to play. So um, if he does play, you know, could, CMC's a must start. Um, and he already owns CMC. So it could be, uh, we could, there's a, quite a few guys who could be looking that way. Um, Angus Austin could be looking there too with uh, Kyron Williams is going to be out this week. He does have Jerome Ford, but maybe he picks up a streaming option. Mo, obviously, RB0. So. Uh, he could be one that, you know, maybe drops, you know, I don't know if he goes with Najee or not, or if he maybe goes drops there and picks someone else up. So we have a few guys that might keep it on it. Maybe I put a cheeky waiver claim in uh, as a, as a, uh, you know, fantasy tactic there, but there's lots of, lots of potential plays there. I think the, I'm going to list three and it's going to be pretty quick. Um, It's uh, the tight end situation this year is, is pretty bad. Um, I think there's, I think there's quite obvious or quite, I mean, there's, there's some very obvious ones who are, you know, uh, tight end ones. And then it's like, you got like three guys who are viable options for tight end one. And then everyone else is like, you know, tight end 10. Um, but I think the three that you can look at, if you're, if you're a fantasy owner in need of a, of a tight end, you could look at Michael Mayer from Las Vegas. You could look at Luke Musgrave, Musgrave from Green Bay. And uh, if you're feeling particularly dangerous. Um, Muth should be back. I think he's confirmed that he said uh, he will be playing uh, against the Rams this week. And uh, he, he had been consistent last year. Um, I don't know if I trust the Steelers offense this year with Matt Canada, but um, he's one that has shown that he can, you can be a fantasy impact. So those are the, the three. If you're in need of a tight end, that's who I'd be looking at. What we yeah. got for drop? <clears throat> Tight ends are a premium, man. <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you get for drops this week? <clears throat> yep. Um, drops. Uh, we highlighted Carl, keeping an eye on uh, Mason and Mitchell for ads. Highlighting Carl for drops here. Quentin Johnston, man. 
Um, th- this is really a disappointing guy. Um, you know, he's got all the physical tools and he's just not able to put it together right now. Um, he has been really struggling to find a footing. Um, you know, with Mike Williams being out, I mean, he's kind of a copy and paste of Mike Williams, a tall, big, lanky receiver with, um, you know, a lot of range, but his snap count has gone up in the last two weeks, but his targets have not, um, highlighted by this week, obviously two targets, no receptions. And he was actually the target on the final play of the game for the chargers that, um, saw the interception. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's just it's time to let him go. Um, Justin Herbert has really not looked his way, and he's actually leaned on Keenan Allen much to much to my um, much to my pleasure. He's looked to Keenan Allen even more when the absence of Mike Williams instead of trying to um, get other people involved like Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston and others. But I think it's time to move on from Quentin Johnston. Yeah, I think the one I'm looking at in this situation is. Uh... Tutu Atwell uh, for Gino. Um, he had a really, really good first three weeks this season. Uh, I mean, he's a pretty, pretty deep ball threat. He's really, really fast. He had, you know, pretty much nine targets and in, in four straight games. Um, and uh, last week, his his targets dropped to to one. He had one reception for thirty yards. Um, obviously, Cooper Cup being back, um, that's going to put him further down the depth chart. And uh, it's truly the Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua show. We sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Tyler Higby, who's again not necessarily been impressive by any means, but uh, he's kind of Tutu's kind of fallen by the way by the wayside at this point. And uh, I think unless something drastic happens, he'll he'll probably still get you know one or two looks a game. But um, especially this week against Pittsburgh, uh, who has a Pretty pretty tough defense. So those are the, those are the ones I kind of see as being the uh, the drop options, or at least the, the drop option for me. Yep, can't argue with those ones. What do you? Uh, so obviously we're gonna jump into our new segments again. We've got our let Keith cook segment, which I I don't think we have a a sound bite for yet, but. Uh, we did have a trade happen this week, and uh, obviously you were involved in it. So break it down for us. Let yeah, cook for me. Yeah. Cook for me, Keith. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, let's see what we got here. So yeah, big trade. Not really a big trade, but a a trade this week. Um, I sent uh, Alex Alex Madison and a twenty twenty four seventh round pick to Geno in exchange for DeAndre Swift. Um, and ended up working out for me almost immediately. I started Swift this week. He got me um, 17.8 points uh, thanks to eight catches and a, and a touchdown through the air because uh, he got 10 carries for 18 yards on the ground. Um, and Gino, I do believe Gino also started Madison. Um, and Madison did what he's basically been doing all year long. He's, you know, you could basically pencil him in for double figures, but. Um, really, unless he finds the end zone, he's got kind of a clearly defined ceiling as a touchdown dependent guy, but 18 carries, 40 yards, uh, four receptions, um, 28 yards, got him 11 points. So, um, I think for me, I just saw this as an opportunity to 
I saw this as an opportunity to shore up running back. We talked a little bit about the running back market being incredibly thin, and now I feel pretty good about my running back situation. I've got four guys who are, um, you know, certifiable starters on their on their respective teams. Um, Isaiah Pacheco with the Chiefs, um, a TD dependent guy, but he has a pretty high floor playing for such a potent offense. Um, now DeAndre Swift. Um, Brees Hall, who I should have started this week, but I was really, really thinking the Eagles defense would absolutely lock him up. And then, of course, Aaron Jones, who um, the Packers had a bye week this week, and I think uh, that was good to give him another week to rest up his hamstring, but should be coming back. And in his last full start, um, you know, 11 touches, two scores, 26 fantasy points. So feeling good about my running back situation now, really just use it as an opportunity to shore that up. Um, I think Gino's already Gino slipping to zero and six. He's starting to think about the draft next year. So <laughs> saw this as an opportunity to pretty much, uh, you know, upgrade swap a swap an upgrade for a running back and you know a pretty pretty low level draft pick in exchange. So um, that's my reasoning behind it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it since I was involved in the trade. I think it's a great trade. Uh, well. I don't know if it's a great trade. I think it's a great trade for you. I think uh, I think you're you're clearly the. I don't know if you pick a winner or a loser for that, but um, I, I do think that you, if you were to say like, won the trade, I, I think you won the trade. Um, I think DeAndre Swift is is really um, really like come out as the the lead, the front runner in the the Philly backfield, and the Philly the Philly team uh, outside of this week can really run the ball when they want to. Um, and, and he's obviously shown that, that he's a pass catcher as well and makes him even more potent. Um, so I think, I mean, I think Swift could be a top 10 running back, uh, this season if he continues at the, the pace that he's been at and, uh, and really has a good, uh, opportunity. Um, I think, like I said, I think, uh, Madison is fine. I think he's a very fine like option. Um, he's probably going to be consistent. He'll probably hit his point values and hit that, that 12 point, 11 point, you know, threshold um but he's not necessarily one that's gonna uh, of course i'm gonna say this and he's probably gonna go off for like 30 points against san francisco or something like that but uh (laughs) right he's he's probably just gonna like like i said meet expectations um and uh, i mean it's a good trade uh especially with the pick there so I, i mean i don't think we had i think we had very few people vote against this trade um but yeah it's a like for like trade with obviously Gino getting the added benefit of having that, that draft pick um, with the seventh round. Um, I, I texted you about this, but I, I, I was like, how low would you have gone on the draft picks? Cause I was like, I'm, I feel like if, uh, if Gino wanted to, he probably could have gotten to, you know, a six maybe or a fifth if he had really tried, but yeah. 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 So did he even, the, did he even it, offer, did he even ask for, for a six? Or yeah. Is that your, like, so your first so offer? insight, insight on the trade here. I originally was swinging big. Um, I was um, figured he might be looking to sell. So I originally swung big and was like, Hey, if you're willing to move Devonte Adams, um, you know, I want Adams and Swift, you know, let, let's, let's put together something there. And he's like, Oh, I'm not really looking to move Adams yet, but, um, but yeah, I'll definitely move Swift. And so he was like, I want draft picks. Hmm. So I originally gave him, I originally offered him, um, his choice of Jones or Pacheco along with Madison. I was going to give him two running backs because at the time he only had two running backs on his roster. So I was going to give him two for one. 
give him a little running back depth and also balance out the trade a little bit more. Um, and he was like, oh, I'll do it for Madison, but I want a draft pick. And I was like, I won't do, I won't really do a straight up, give you a pick, but I'll do a pick swap. And so I went back and I saw that uh, Swift was taken in the fifth round. Um, and so I offered him like a fifth for a sixth. Or I think I offered him a fifth for a sixth swap or a fifth for a seventh swap. So I'd sent him Madison and my fifth in exchange for his sixth or seventh. And he was like, how about just Madison and your seventh? And he went he went low enough that I was like, okay, I can part ways with that and feel decent about it. Um, so I, I probably, I probably would have done it for a sixth, um, but felt really good about the seventh rounder. So I was like, nah, you know what, we'll send it. But... It was good. It was Just good negotiations. Reference. Both of us kind of negotiated in good faith. Yeah. We put our put our cards on the table. Um, you know, he let it he let it be known. He's like looking for draft picks for next year, and I was like, okay, you know, that's fair. Um, yeah. Just for I reference, think, uh, uh, I don't think either one of us tried to uh, tried to abuse any either each other. So it's good negotiations. Yeah. Just for reference, this is these are the players that were taken in the seventh round. Just to to see what type of maybe the caliber of player that Gino might be getting next year. Obviously this can all change, but this year we had Tyler Lockett, James Connor, Isaiah Pacheco, David Montgomery, JK Dobbins, Mike Evans, Jordan Addison, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Rodgers all go in the seventh round, which is pretty, a lot of those guys have proven to be I mean, pretty, uh, minus, minus, quality. uh, minus Jones. And I think there was one <laughs> other there that was injured. Um, everyone else there is starters. They're all yeah. current starters right now. Maybe yeah. Lockett's not quite a starter. Maybe Lockett's a yeah. streaming option, but he's a, yeah. Those are Lockett, all still yeah. those are all starter caliber players. Lockett um, has exceeded and, his uh, his projections. It looks like no, no, that's his projection. He's uh, yeah, he's been kind of hit or miss this year, but yeah, a lot of them very good. James Conner's overperformed, I think, for the most part outside of the past two weeks when he's gotten injured. Montgomery is really way overperformed really has been solid yeah. for me right right yeah jk dobbins meh he has to be played i mean he got hurt well right? again dobbins uh dobbins was the other one that got injured that was the yeah. other one that i was mike evans about. is but, but he if he wasn't hurt he would be rb1 in a very run heavy offense he would probably still be td dependent but mm-hmm. he would be a guy that would be a starter in most people's lineups so yeah James um, Cook, you really. Got Alvin Kamara, yeah. great value in the seventh round because he was serving a suspension yeah. the first three games, and now he's a set and forget starter for probably the most potent scoring team in the league. I mean, yeah, there's some good options. So I think Gino's going to have some pretty good quality there with uh, two seventh round picks, and it, and it affords him to maybe trade a, a lower pick as well if he wants to trade like a seventh or an eighth or an eighth or ninth or something like that. Because He'll yeah, and I think that was also player. a part of my thinking too. Is like maybe giving up a seventh now, I might be able to get something back later. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm I might try and be pretty aggressive on the trade market for the pre-draft. But um, a lot of guys really don't like moving their draft picks unless they know they're getting something surefire in return. But we'll see how things shake out. I yeah, might be, I might be on the prowl for picks later. But we'll yeah, see. it's a long season and lots of things can still happen. So. We'll kind of have to play it by ear and, and see what happens. Yeah, so that is your trade of the week. Brought to you by Let Keep Cook. <laughs> brought what do you, you got for us for your new segment? For the, the, the hoe of the week. Hoe of the week. That's really taken off. Um, we've got two, <laughs> two nominees. 
two nominees. We've got first, we've got Austin uh, for, uh, I did that on purpose. Um, ah. <laughs> um, Austin for Hope of the Week. Uh, his nomination, uh, he nominated himself, uh, and I also nominated himself. Uh, <laughs> but what happened was uh, uh, the Eagles game is kicking off. I'm not watching. I'm driving home. I was, uh, I was down in Hilton Head uh, at a distillery this weekend, and so I didn't have the game on. I'm driving home, and uh, it's like 30 seconds there, and I'm maybe a few minutes into the game, and I get a text from Austin. He's like, uh, well, it's been a good game. Hertz is about to drop 35. Like, he looks really good. And then, like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not watching. How's he looking? He's like, oh, he looks great. And then he's like, oh, Lane Johnson just went down. And I was like, as soon as Lane Johnson got hurt on the first first drive of the game, I was like, oh, boy, I'm in trouble now. And, uh, yeah, it went all downhill from there. The rest of his team popped off uh, during that time frame. And uh, things, things – uh, Things did not go well after that because uh, I think I'm trying to think of who else played during that window, but um, yeah, it didn't. It did, yeah, things uh, things ended very poorly after that. So um, it was not great. I think Austin is think actively, Austin going, is actively for going for a hoe of the week uh, nowadays. He wins, uh, that, now he wins that inaugural one. Now he's addicted. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not great, not great for me. So. Um, it's like I'm just trying to make sure my headphones are my audio is coming through my headphones. Um, and my second nominee, uh, making a return to the nominee list is Fern. Fern is the second nominee for this. And the reasoning behind this is Fern is just hoeing himself out. Um, so in the, in the two years that I've been in, um, in Char- I, a little over a year that I've been in Charleston now, um, not once has Fern offered for me to go to do his simulator weapons training stuff or uh, take a ride in the Humvee. But in the past week, he, I've seen him make many invitations to people to go do this. The people that he likes a lot less. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Oh, man. Really throwing really some shade on that right. one. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, come on in. We'll go do this. And I'm like, you mofo. Like, you've never offered this to me once. He's like, what are you doing on Monday? And I'm like, not hanging out with your bitch ass. So that's my second nominee of Ho of the Week. Um, and that, man, that brings man. that brings us to you and, our... You and, you and Burn got some, some, issues, some issues you need to work, you need to work no, out. We're, yeah. we're going to trivia tomorrow. Um yeah, but you're not. Going, yeah, but you're not going in the Humvee yeah. with a weapon simulator. Yeah. And uh, our uh, hoe of the week <laughs> is. You want to talk about it? One sec. Austin, back to back, <laughs> setting setting records. So big hose, big, big hose, big hose around here. Look at that, two for two and hose, two for two and hose. Congratulations to Austin on being hoe of the week. Um. Sir Ho of the Week. I think that's what he preferred to go by, but... Sir Ho of the Week. Sir Ho of the yeah. Week. you know. Am I echoing it all for you? I'm echoing. I'm echoing. I think it's me, then. I it need to unplug. Like I'm, I'm going to unplug my microphone. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I can hear you fine again, 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 but I'm, but still, I'm still echoing. No, weird. Maybe if I... Maybe if I just put my headphones in the 
probably because it's doubling up. So let me try this. See what we got? Oh yeah, no more echo. There we go. There we go. Problem solvers around here, people. Yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what we do around here. We solve problems. Um, yeah, I figured that's what it was. Um, we don't have any Phillies fantasies this week because obviously Philly is not here. Um, do we want to try to cook up a fantasy on behalf yeah, of Philly? We could cook up a fantasy. Let me think through it. Hmm. See, my <laughs> Joe will hate this. My original suggestion was, uh, and what 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 would Philly's <laughs> fantasy be for? What new and exotic ways would the fantasy gods try to screw over Joe? Um, but you know, it's funny because like <clears throat> every week, uh, sleeper will post on Twitter, um, like you know, send us like your what kind of craziness you need on Monday night to win your matchup. Yeah. And, like thinking about, I, I just I keep thinking about the matchup last year that Joe lost because oh Devonta Smith Devonte Smith fumbled on a backyard BS play, and he got credited with the fumble, so he got minus two, and it cost Joe the game. And I every time I see that every week, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what 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 crazy thing do you need to lose your matchup this week? Um. So, yeah, I mean, you talked about that one, and Philly didn't – by the way, Joe, Philly did not want anything to do with that that segment idea. So um, he yeah. did not want to uh, engage in any Joseph slander. So I want to make that very clear because Philly would probably say something about how much he loves you right about now and, you know, once once no smoke whatsoever. You guys have the softest rivalry ever. Yeah, I was about to say, your rivalry's gotten dummy soft. You remember that uh, the Letter Kenny episode about the super soft birthdays? Yeah, that that's this, but with rivalries, super soft yeah. rivalry. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about let's let's do our fantasy of let's evaluate. I want to see this if if we. Oh, I don't know if I I don't even remember. Oh, I'm trying to remember what website I used for playoff. Predictor. Um, I don't remember what I used for that. I think it was this, the Fantasy Football Hub. We could look through some of this and find our... Oh, shoot. Where do I find the league ID? Do you remember? I don't remember. I have, I have, a, I have a thought. Go for um, it. And it's, it's somewhat oh, in the same vein of... Someone in the same vein of last week, but I was thinking about this watching the absolutely dismal performance in the Bucks Lions game. Um, but it's if you could take any one player from your franchise's history and put them on your current team, who would it be and why? Um, my only rule there is it can't be it, it can't be a player who's active in the NFL right now. So what was the question? Can you run it for me one more time? So if you could take one player from your franchise's history and stick them on this team, your from, the current edition of your team. For like one um, particular season? It could be an, an all-time player. It could be like a player's very best season, and you want that mm. version of that player on this current team. But the only rule is that player can't currently be in the NFL. That's good. So, like, if you're if you were a Panthers fan and you wanted Christian McCaffrey, you couldn't have him back. Yeah, 
Although the Panthers would probably kill for Christian McCaffrey right about now. Yeah. Um, so if you have another fantasy, would love to hear it. But that that would be mine. We can talk through that. I got some ideas. What you got? Um, I got two in mind. From my franchise, we're talking the Eagles. And if I'm adding them to my roster this year, I'd probably look at a running back, potentially. I'm looking at like a 2013 LaShawn McCoy uh, mm. or like a 2011 LaShawn McCoy where he was the third and second best, respectively, uh, running back in the NFL. Um, that would be a pretty solid one. Or the other one I was thinking of was uh, it was only for a short period of time. Uh, but Terrell Owens, 2004. I was going to say, 04, I think it was 04 or 05, Terrell Owens, the first year he got there. Yeah, I mean, God. Broke, broke franchise records. I mean, he yeah, was just... I mean, imagine, imagine him and A.J. Brown, dude. Right, just My unguardable. God. Unguardable, right? Yeah. That, I mean, him, and then you got Devonta on the slot, maybe, right? That's That would be uh, a pretty nuts, pretty nuts addition there. So, um, that's, that's probably the two that I would consider i don't know if i'd like i don't really need a quarterback um yeah i think probably the only other the only other position that i would think of is just the back end the safety and i would probably think like brian dawkins yeah get it look at the defense i'm you trying slap, to slap uh you slap brian dawkins on the back end of that defense because the front seven is so disgusting but you are pretty weak mm-hmm. at db yeah um but you slap brian dawkins on there Lido shepherd right um you know, who was was it Lido Shepard that laid the wood on Reggie Bush in that game? That was or was that uh was that pretty sure that was was that the other corner? I don't remember his name now. Let me look. Um Sheldon Brown, that's who it was. Sheldon Brown. Thought it was Sheldon, but I couldn't remember the last name. Yeah. But yeah, you put either one of those opposite Darius Slay, that'd be a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Um, <clears throat> wow. Here's a – so who do you have for yours? Yeah, so thinking about the Bucks, I mean, I could very easily cheat and just say Tom Brady because we definitely need a quarterback. But um, it turns out we have another Hall of Fame quarterback who went on to become an NFL legend, um, Steve Young. You put Steve Young, um, not necessarily any version, not necessarily a Tampa Bay Buccaneers version of Steve Young, but uh-huh. um, you put Steve Young on this uh, current Bucks roster with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, pretty decent offensive line, um, Rashad White. I think we'd be in pretty darn good shape because our defense is definitely good enough to get us to the playoffs and, and beyond, but we just uh, don't have a reliable quarterback. So Steve wow. Young. I forgot that he was with y'all. Yep. There's a couple names that would surprise people. Uh, Steve Young, um, Benny Testaverde. Yeah, um, I remember him. Almost 50,000 50, career yeah. passing yards. He played uh, forever. Doug Williams, who was the first black quarterback to ever win mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. Um, he did that with the uh, Redskins, the mm-hmm. now the Commanders. So there, there's, a, there's a few guys. <laughs> Bucks are actually terribly cursed with quarterbacks drafting quarterbacks and them going elsewhere and being successful so well here's uh here's some interesting stuff uh i'm looking at the uh using the fantasy football hub and looking at schedule comparisons for for ourselves um if i had if i had uh joe's schedule i'd be five and one there's a there's a lot of uh there's a good bit of 
schedules out there. Uh, if I had Joe's schedule, if I had uh, Mo's schedule, if I had Fern's schedule, I'd be five and one. Mm-hmm. If I had your schedule, I'd be four and two. And the rest of them are three and three minus Fred's. I'd be two and four. For you, about mine. Yeah, yeah. If if we if you played my schedule, you'd be three and three. If you played Joe's, you'd be five and one. Uh, if you played Gino's, you'd be two and four. Uh, if you played uh, Carl's four and two, Moe's four and two, Fern's three and three, Austin's two and four, Philly's four and two, and Fred's two and four. The interesting hmm. one is Gino's. If Gino, Gino, the only the only way Gino is zero and six is if he has the schedule that he has currently. The other <laughs> ones he'd have at least one win, and if he had Fern's schedule, he'd be three and three. So he doesn't have any where he'd have a winning record, but he'd at least be five hundred. Three and three, man. Right. Mm. We we really got to start keeping track of um, of original schedules before Joe makes the the, yeah. the amended rivalry schedule. Yeah. Because I think that would be a really good Phillies <laughs> fantasy bit, like towards the end of a season, is thinking about like how differently your season could have gone had you had the yeah. sleeper generated schedule. Yeah, there's a. And here's here's the other interesting one is the weekly record. So if you played every team that week, uh, if we look at yours, you have. Oh, I, I think I think I was like the second or third lowest scoring. You'd I be. Think tw- the, I think the only way I win this week is by playing. Mo. Yeah, you'd be twenty nine and twenty five if you all to, for every week. If you played mm. every team this week, you'd be two and seven. Yeah. Um, for me, I would be. I would be 34 and 20. Uh, week four must have been really bad for me because I've only beaten one team. Yikes. Um, I mean, let me look up your week four. I don't remember. It couldn't have been good. Uh, that was the that was the week that you scored 91. Um, and that was the week that Gino set the all-time lowing, low right. score. Right. So Gino would have been the only person you beat that week. You would have beat him ninety-one <laughs> seventy-two, but you would have lost to everyone else. Yep. Pretty handily. The next closest matchup would have been you and Carl, ninety-one one fourteen. Then one next one after that would have been me, ninety-one one fifteen. So and Joe ninety-one one sixteen. Wow, tough. Um, let's look at the power power rankings right now. This is what this website has for our power rankings. It has. Fern as the top ranked, which, okay, so here are how power rankings are determined. Points scored times two plus points scored times the winning, or two times, plus the times the winning percentage plus points scored times the winning percentage if they played versus the median score of the week. So Fern would be ranked one. Philly would be ranked two. You would be ranked three. I'm ranked four. Austin's five. Mo is six. Carl is seven. Oof. Fred Fred is eight. Joe is nine, and Gino is ten. Pretty significantly. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I wish I wish we'd get the power rankings back, but um, Austin does have. Well, Austin, like Philly, has a little human depending on him. So I don't know if or when we'll ever get the power rankings back, but I do miss that. Yeah. Interesting stuff. We'll have to dive into this a little bit more. But that brings us right into our next uh, next segment of our pickums, and uh, kind of the theme of this year. We've just been god awful, 
in Pickums, and uh, that 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 trend has continued. Well, I just want to say again, for the most part, I'm doing well in Pickums minus our sleepers. Um, but yeah, recapping recapping last week's picks, updating this week's, updating the scores. Um, basically, we all went two and three. The only two each of us got right were Houseplants and Dak Twisted Fantasy. So we all picked those. Kamish finishes the week two and three, moves to eight and twelve on the season. Uh, me two and three on the week, twelve and eight on the season. Philly two and three on the week, eleven and eight on the season. Um, lock of the week, both you and Philly uh, picked Ridley's Ridley's Casino to beat um, Dan Flashes. Both got that wrong. Sure and did. so you both uh, you moved to zero and four on the year for your lock, and Philly moves to falls to two and two. Um, I picked correctly, picked the house plans. I improved to three and one. Um, dog of the week, all three of us picked Death Taxes kickers. All three got it wrong. You fall to zero and four. Philly also falls to zero and four. I fall to two and two. Um, recapping sleeper picks, Kamish. Uh, Picked Sam Laporta, projected 10.2, actual 7.6, falls to 1 and 3. Um, I picked the 49ers defense, projected 9.1, actual 8, falling to 0 and 4. Um, Philly, uh, Jordan Addison, projected 13.39, 13.4, actual 11.9, he falls to 1 and 3. So, Okay. Let's dive into, uh, dive into this week. Yeah. We'll start with you. So uh, I'll run down the matchups and you give me your thoughts here. So first up, uh, Dak Twisted Fantasy against the Dan Flash's Superstore. What are you thinking here? Mm-hmm. You have Bimageddon. Oof. So you're probably going to replace your quarterback. You're projected now to lose currently. Um, I don't love it. Yeah, wow. I'm just, I don't know I don't if he's set his it. roster or not. But I don't think he has yet. Nine, he's only projected 103. Yeah. I'm I, 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 I'm waiting on a quarterback, but yeah. at the moment, my roster is set minus my quarterback. Oof. Jerry so, Judy, yikes. Yeah, I'm really not, really not feeling good about Jerry Judy. There's a, a I, I'm holding out on Judy in the hopes that he gets traded. Yeah. And uh, maybe a change of scenery helps him. I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to go you. Nah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. With a quarterback. I mean, I guess I can pick you for my dog of the week, though. So, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, you. I guess you could technically call it a dog, but... Uh, yeah, again, things, I'm, I mean, I'm very clearly a... going to be starting a quarterback, and I'll be, I'll be favored at that point. Yeah. So, Unless Joe makes any some changes or something like that, but yeah, and, and it does look like Joe's roster is set currently. Like I said, unless unless he makes a change at at quarterback, which maybe, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't see it happening unless Lawrence for some reason doesn't play, but I can't imagine that would be the case. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick myself here as well. I've had decent success picking myself, but I also just think I'm in a bit of a 
better situation. I am kind of sweating Judy. There's a chance I'll slot Zay Jones in there if Zay Jones is healthy, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm picking myself here. Just uh, brutal injuries, brutal injury luck for um, for for Joe right now. And I mean, maybe this is the game Jameer Gibbs finally breaks through with Montgomery most likely missing time if, if he can get back on the field. But I just don't know, man. He's got he's got a pretty pretty rough rough starting lineup right now. But yeah, I'm gonna pick myself here. Um, next up, we have House Plants fighting House Plants versus Sloppy Steaks. Angus's Sloppy Steaks. Um. And right now, it doesn't appear that. Austin has set his roster he because he's but... he's currently projected seventy eight. He has two empty slots. Yeah, and he even... has Evan McPherson starting. Well, even if he were to make changes, right? So let's let's do some mental gymnastics here and do some mental math. Add in Jerome Ford. That's a ten point boost. Puts him at eighty eight. Let's add in a wide receiver and we'll add Michael. Uh, we can go Hollywood Brown. That's uh, twelve and a half. So that puts him. Close to 100, and we'll say he picks up a kicker, eight points, uh, so 108 maybe, give or take. Yeah. Um, maybe still... he swaps out a defense. Uh, yeah. Dolphins-Eagles yeah. matchup could be yeah. high score. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he could probably get it within <laughs> 20. I'm still, I think, yeah. I think, I, I, think, I think once he sets his roster, maybe yeah. 107, 105, 107 is probably a fair estimate there. But I think uh, – I think – I think Ferns just got too much firepower. Mm-hmm. Heck, the Buffalo defense could carry them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah go I Fern. mean, um, that's a that's a good point. You've got Buffalo going up against New England, so, and he has Josh Allen, he has Tyler Bass, he has Buffalo defense. Um, I mean, you could very well be looking at sixty points from those three. I mean, Josh Allen could easily get you 30, 35. Buffalo defense could easily get you 20. Right. Tyler Bass has a big day, you know, kicking a lot of field goals and extra – or kicking a lot of extra points. So, yeah, this could uh, this could spell trouble for mm. Austin. Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm Yeah, I'm good with that. So, lock it in. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the same as well. Uh, I just think too much firepower. Um, I think – Fern will probably consider swapping out Nakua. Um, maybe he puts Debo Samuel um, no. there. If Debo and, can play, that's yeah, the hard Debo part. Debo goes, maybe he puts Debo Samuel there and slots in like Michael Pittman or something or um, Raheem Mostert. I, I don't see why you wouldn't really start Raheem Mostert. No. Um, Eagles, if the Eagles have Jalen Carter back, their, uh, their run defense is uh... – significantly stronger than than what they showed this week yeah i agree but um i mean raheem mostert has just been on freaking fire lately double digits in all but one matchup he's gone over 20 points three times he's gone over 30 points twice yeah um i mean the dolphins offense is just really freaking good Um, yeah But, but yeah yeah we'll see um, okay, next matchup. Yeah, Dangerous Knights Crew versus Death Texas Kicker. 
what do you got? Um, so it looks like Gino hasn't set his roster fully, but it looks like he's going to be in need of a quarterback as well. So you might have some contention for another quarterback, if I had to guess. Because uh, he's got C.J. Stroud and uh, Joe Burrow on, on by. Um, Philly's going to have – he's going to add a defense. I think that's probably the only change Philly makes, if I had to guess. And it looks like his roster is set. Maybe he plays Pickens instead of uh, maybe he plays Pickens instead of uh, Gabe Davis. I don't know. It's kind of a toss up, but I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Philly here. Dangerous, nice crew. Yeah, I don't really see this being a week that um, that Gino suddenly figures out how to score. Uh, although the last time I said that, I think it was. I think it was Mo, and Mo popped off, and I think he beat me. Um, but yeah, got some some really tough matchups out here. The question is like, where's the scoring going to come from for him outside of Devonte Adams and Travis Kelsey? Um, he doesn't have a lot of explosiveness on his bench. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm probably going to go Philly as well. He's probably the safer pick here. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go Philly, Dangerous Knights crew, lock it in. Okay, next up we've got Kentucky Fried Cholo against Kraft's Personal Masseuse. Mo is going to be likely running RB0, probably slotting Najee for Jaleel maybe, I don't know. Um... Yeah, looking at Fred's team, I like it. Uh, even without David Montgomery, he's able to bring in Brian Robinson, who's been pretty solid, pretty solid this year. Yeah, um, Brian Robinson's been fine in the end zone. And Eckler should be able to bounce back after a pretty lackluster performance against Dallas. Um, I would expect him to bounce back. Uh, if I don't know that Chargers offense is kind of unpredictable, um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Fred here. I think he's got the better team, and obviously buys don't help now, but uh, I just don't see a lot of scoring from what he's got. Yeah, um, Fred's team is favored pretty considerably right now. Um, you know. Uh, Mo is probably going to slot in Darren Waller at tight end, and you know you'll need you'll need a boost from from Waller, but you can't really trust the Giants' defense. Or have offense. to imagine, yeah, Giants' offense. Sorry, um, yeah, have to imagine he puts in Najee there. Um, but yeah, just really rough shape. I mean, he needs he needs Diggs and DJ Moore to give him like. 60. <laughs> and I don't see that happening. I don't see DJ Moore putting up. I mean, they're running a backup quarterback, and I, I just don't know if you can trust the – you can't trust the Bears. Yeah, and you can't really trust, trust the Bears. And although they're going to be running a backup quarterback, you can look at it in kind of one of two ways. You can look at it as like, all right, the, the backup quarterback is going to you know key in on the guy that he knows is his best weapon. So, you know, DJ Moore should get plenty of targets. I mean – each of the last three weeks, he's gotten eight plus targets. Um, 
So, you know, I, I would expect those targets to go up. But, yeah, with a backup quarterback, you're just not sure. And with the Bears' inconsistency, you're just not sure. But, I mean, Diggs against the Patriots, like, that could easily be a 40-plus point game for Diggs. I mean, you know, he had he had 36 against Miami three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, that, I mean, that could easily be a – 30, 40 point game for digs. And, um, but yeah, you, you gotta get scoring from, you gotta get some, other, uh, some extra scoring from somewhere else. And I just don't see it right now. And Mo's got actually a pretty darn good team, man. He's pretty, he's pretty set from top to bottom and he's got some pretty good depth too. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to roll Mo here as well. I'm, I went Fred. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I meant Fred. Sorry. Um, the former pieces of shit versus Ridley's Casino. It's a tough one. Uh, I feel better about my roster this week, which is nice. Um, I feel a little bit more comfortable starting Saquon Barkley, um, which is good because he should be fully healthy as long as my receivers play. Depends on if if uh, Kittle is dead to uh, to Purdy or not this week. And uh, Mike Evans should get back to his scoring ways. I'll make some adjustments to my special teams and defense, most likely. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think well, the last two times I've picked my myself, uh, uh, or the last three times I've actually I've gone I've gone zero and three. So I'm hoping I can turn the tide here. I'm going to pick myself. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what what happens with Christian McCaffrey, Roshan Johnson, because uh, Fred's got a lot of not Fred. Carl's got a lot of people on by. He does have Justice Hill, but I don't know if you can trust Justice Hill to to give you the scoring that you need. Um, and obviously, he'll need a kicker too. But yeah, the, if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play, I think I think Carl is in big big trouble. Uh, yeah, I think I'm the same thing here. Um, he could be really really hurting if McCaffrey doesn't play because. Roshan Johnson, um, really inconsistent this season, but also still in concussion protocol. Um, currently, no injury updates there, so there's a good chance he won't play this week. Um, if he does, he's RB1 against a pretty weak Raiders defense. But if McCaffrey doesn't play, then you have Mixon, Pollard, and Chuba Hubbard all on buys this week, and that pretty much eliminates any of your options at running back. So... He could be in a lot, a lot of trouble. Um, he, much like Mo, is going to need a lot of help from his receivers. Chris Olave has been sneaky good this year. J- uh, Jacoby Myers has been um, really under the under the radar, I I think, um, mm-hmm. especially playing alongside Devontae Adams. He's currently wide receiver 15, yeah. um, a top 50 overall player. Ridley's been a bit of a disappointment, but yeah, he's had um, he's had some he's had some flashes, but he's been. Uh, pretty underwhelming. Yeah, <clears throat> I think you're just in a lot better shape right now. You'll probably probably stream a kicker, um, and yeah, I think your projections will probably go up even more. I think you'll probably be pushing close to 125, 130 when it's all said and done. And I just, I don't. I mean, without without some pop off games, which is entirely possible if McCaffrey does play, they're playing the Vikings and very weak defense. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's, you're just, you're just in better shape uh, right now. And we talked about it earlier too. And it's, it's going to be a, it's, I think Carl is probably going to have some decisions to make, even, even if McCaffrey is questionable, 
because uh, it's it becomes like he's the last game of the week, right? And uh, it's like or the last game of the week, and it could be a game time decision, right? And uh, that since it is a strain, it's one of those ones. It's like he could tweak it pretty easily, uh, or he could, you know, it's pain management. So maybe he doesn't even play. And then at that point, if, if he's questionable and you're just waiting and he ends up not playing, then you, you're, you're pretty much shit out of luck unless you're, unless he's able to get uh, Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell on the waivers. And uh, I have a feeling there's going to be some other people trying to, to grab either of those, if not both. Yeah, he's gonna be um, he's gonna be in a lot of trouble if he can't get it. If if CMC doesn't go and he can't get his hands on Mason or Mitchell, he's gonna be in a lot of trouble. But yeah, because if you get one of those two, then you can just plug and play, and you're you're not having to worry about it too much. Uh, but if you can't, that's when uh, that's when things are kind of dangerous. Yeah, and let me look at the waiver order here. Yeah, he's he's seventh or eighth on waiver priority, so. It's not good. <clears throat> yeah, so you got to hope somebody else doesn't pick him up. Yep. So um, I'll tell you now, I put a waiver claim in for him. So <laughs> I've got the roster at the spot for it. Sam uh, Sam learned his lesson from last week. Well, that the last week that was different situation. Now I have Samaj P. Ryan. I I tried to I tried to offer him up in the chat, and no one took me up on Samaj P. Ryan for some reason. I don't I don't I don't get it. I can't imagine why people aren't just chomping at the bit to get Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, he put up eleven points against the. I mean, Jets just, just a stud, just a stud, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, I was actually at that game against the Jets and. Um, yeah, he had a good I, game. I, th- I think it was like the first possession. He had like a sixty-yard screen pass that he yeah took in. So, so yeah, you know, surprise. <clears throat> no one's no one's chopping at the bit. Weird. All right, what do we uh, <laughs> what do we got? Your uh, what do we got for uh, lock of the week? I'm going house plants here. I think I think that's the the safest matchup, and hopefully, I can get myself a a lock finally. <laughs> Yeah, I think that is the safest matchup. And just in the interest of being different um, and not picking the same one, I'm going to go Craft Personal Masseuse um, over uh, over Mo here. Did I pick any underdogs? That's the real question. I don't think I picked any underdogs either. I'm just thinking I think the that. only underdog I picked is you. So... I'm trying to see if there's any that I'd be comfortable switching. <laughs> Just in the interest of having a true underdog. No, no, no. Because I won't be an underdog once I get my quarterback slotted in. Yeah, no. Cur- I mean, the only one, shoot, the only one would be uh, once Gino gets a quarterback in, him him, and, and uh, Philly will be pretty close. You know what? <clears throat> I'm going to let it ride. Uh, gonna I'm going to switch my Dangerous Knights crew to DTK. I'm going to switch what? my pick to DTK, and then I'll lock in. I'll do the same. I'll lock in my uh, dog as DTK. Let's, um, let's let's see if we can get Gino a win. Yeah, let's let's it's let's two put weeks. the good let's put the good vibes into the energy, man. Good this vibes is two weeks. Air. This is two weeks in a row though that we're going with Gino. Let it be known. <laughs> 
Uh, he's got a. Well, his... I think I think we could confidently say Gino will probably be the underdog in every matchup he has for the rest of the year. Um. So you know, I think I think if we pick him, he's bound to get at least one win. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the statistical probability of losing of going zero and twelve in fantasy is is astronomical. Yeah. It'd be impressive, though. All right, so talk to me about your sleeper for this week. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even. I've been. I've just started browsing right now. So, Camaro's um, only projected for thirteen points. He's going up against the Bucks defense, but yeah, or no, he's playing Jacksonville. Never Jacksonville. Mind. Bucks are playing uh, Atlanta. But he's like significantly gone over. Um, that's not a bad one. That's a pretty that's safe a, play, honestly. That's not a bad one there. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'll go do that. I think I'm gonna go uh, Alvin Kamara. What's that projection? 13.7? That sounds right. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'm looking at Devontae Adams here, and I'm seeing what I think is a pretty low projection by Devontae Adams standards. And he's got 16.6 going up against Chicago. Um, he hasn't gone over double figures in back-to-back weeks. He's gonna have. Mm. A, he's likely gonna have a backup quarterback in either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with it though. I think we're gonna get a steady diet of Devontae Adams against the Bears. Projected sixteen point six nine. I like him to break twenty next this week against the Bears. So I'm going to lock in Devontae Adams and put out some more good vibes uh, to help will DTK to a victory over over Filster, the Fighting Filsters. Okay, that brings us into our doghouse. Doghouse. <clears throat> yeah, there's uh, there's really not much to say right now, man. Um, Gino, well, uh, Bubba is really giving his feedback here. Um, Bubba wants Gino to know that you are firmly in the doghouse, my guy. Um, Gino sitting at, at 0-6 right now. The entire league is at 500 or better. Um, so the entire league is currently sitting at 3-3 three and three or 4-2. and two. Gino is the only one without a win um, sitting at 0-6 in a really, really tough spot. Um, you know, we're, we're picking him to get a win this week, but, um, the roster is just really not in good shape. Uh, and I don't, I don't see it turning around unless something changes, man. Yeah. Something, so. something drastic is going to have to happen for, for Gino to get himself out of the doghouse. Um, so he'll, he'll firmly put himself there until we, uh, what up tooth? <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's hungry. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those things where I don't see I don't see Gino coming out of the doghouse the rest of the year, but I also don't know that Gino will be the last place team because, um, you know, toilet bowl is a different animal. 
All right, that brings us into our favorite, uh, favorite, uh, section. Soundbite. We love it. We love it. Um, do you want to? Do you want to pick the question this week? You want me to pick the question? You can pick. I don't mind. Um, I actually do like Barl's question here. Um, once again, we're not going to read out all the questions just because uh, we've got some good ones and we want to save them. Um, Barl's been getting mad at us for not picking his questions, but Barl's also just been submitting like uber shitty questions and then wondering why nobody wants to talk about. Um, Talk about his question. For the record, last week his question was, uh, did Fern use lube um, <laughs> in his trade with Austin? And I, we didn't pick that one because we spent a lot of time talking about the trade um, and driving it home that Fern did not, in fact, use lube. So um, there was no sense in picking that question. But um, this week, picking Carl's, picking Big Barl's question, uh, Barl said, pick one celebrity to start a boy band with another to travel the world with, and one to go to Mars with. Uh, what are you thinking here? Yeah. Um, I think I'd go celebrity to start a boy band with. It, can it be, I guess it could be a musician. If I mean, because musician is a celebrity, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'd uh, I'd go Charlie Puth for a boy band. Charlie Puth, who's that? Charlie Puth, he sings the song oh, like Puth. Puth, you know, when I see you again, you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's a I followed followed some of his stuff, but he's a very talented musician, and uh, he's like he you know produces music, does like he's he can play multiple instruments. Uh, so I think he'd be a good one to start a boy band with. One to travel the world with, R.I.P. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. I think it'd be super cool to go on a, a food trip with Anthony Bourdain. Uh, show me the, the the best food to, to go with, and then one to go to Mars with. I feel like I gotta go like Neil deGrasse Tyson or something like that, right? Because <laughs> I feel like I don't. I mean, he's not necessarily a survivalist or anything like that, but he is uh, definitely a, a pretty smart scientist and. Uh, physicist, I believe, or astrophysicist, something along those lines. He's got, he's got uh, some sort of uh, expertise there. So I don't know how how uh, useful bear grills would be on Mars, but I think Neil deGrasse, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're thinking uh, like more practical. I'm thinking just like off the wall. Who would be like a uh, really good time? Yeah. So sorry and for the NS. NSFW cat butt. Yeah, I was gonna say you want to just uh, have have tooth finish the show for you. Tooth just showing off um, the, the beehole. Yeah, I, you. It sounded like you were thinking more practical. I'm thinking just go off the rails. Generally, like more. What would be the most fun? Um, so I think start a boy band with. Um, I think this would be fun and practical. But Jack Black, um, mm. he has a, he has a band called Tenacious D. Yeah. Um, so I think he's, he's, he's got some talent, but I think it would also just be like a really good time. Um, my backup there would probably be like Will Ferrell. Um, uh, you know, the, the video went viral this weekend with him, uh, DJing at a, at a Sammy party at USC. Um, so I think that would be a lot of fun, um, to start a boy band. I want to travel the world with, um, 
Mm. Probably, I'm, I'm going to go Lady Gaga here. Um, I'd love to see, uh, love to spend some time with Gaga. She would be uh, probably a good travel partner. Um, probably pick up some tabs on, on some places. Um, so I'm going to go so. Lady Gaga. I would love to pick her brain. She's a favorite artist, one of the favorite artists of mine. So I'll go Lady Gaga um, and go to Mars with. God. I'm thinking, like, who would just be, like, a really good time to go to Mars with? <laughs> you you got to think. It's it's a very long trip to Mars. So you gotta you got to plan for... <clears throat> you've got to plan for a long trip there and a long trip back. The road trip has got to be, uh, what, the vibe's got to be, a, it's four that? years. It's four yeah. years. Yeah. Travel. So the vibe's got to be immaculate coming there and back. Um, and then when you get there, you know, you want to be able to do something. Um, I'm going to go Lil Wayne here. I'm going to go <laughs> Lil Wayne. He'll bring, uh, he'll bring copious amounts of marijuana so we can just smoke the whole time. Um, you know, I'll, I, I can talk to him about music. I can talk to him about sports. He's a big sports fan. So, um, yeah, and then once we get there, I mean, just insane bars about existing on the planet of Mars. So, yeah, I'm going to go Wheezy F, baby. Solid. Solid choice. And, uh, Carl, you're welcome. I didn't pick LeBron James, so... There you go. And, and we picked Carl's question. So. And we picked your question. So now you can go back to shitty, shitty, submitting shitty questions about 401ks and how much I suck. Yep. So I'm glad we were able to appease Carl for one week. I'm, I'm going to hear about that when we publish the episode tomorrow. He's going to be like, ooh, fuck you. He'll find <laughs> something to be mad about. That's, that's just uh, who he is fundamentally. But... We had pretty good time. Pretty good time, even without Philly. Uh, I, I thought we were we were we were moving pretty quick there for a while. I thought we were gonna hit a new record for for all time fast. Yeah, we, we took our time. We took our time on Pickens and uh, definitely uh, definitely slowed things down. So don't hate it, but you know what they say, folks. Uh, remember to keep those standards low and those expectations lower, and be sure to tune in next week as we break down all the drama that happens in this upcoming week seven. Uh, week seven NFL week. So thanks again. And like I said, see you next week.